Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and children over the age of 21, welcome to the Hop Nation USA podcast. We are all here for episode nueve teen. And for those of you that don't speak Spanish, that's 19. <laughs> and I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> nueve, that's nine. Yeah. And then teen means teen. So nueve teen. 19. Episode 19. Uh, I have no words. And all of those words are not Spanish. Nueve is Spanish. Yeah, Nueve is Spanish. What about yeah. teen, though? No, that's not that's correct. Not, no. <laughs> that's not correct at all. Now, for our audience out there, that friendly voice that you're hearing right now is Sam, and I am back from California and Hooray. back on the podcast. Yay. So, although my co-host might not be excited today, I am definitely excited to be here and back with everybody. So, let's, uh, let's just kick things off. Uh, as always, my co-hosts are here with me to my right and to my left. Steve, you're used to my right, and he is grinning from ear to ear today. Steve, why are you so excited to be here? I'm just happy that you're back uh, because, you know, my back was starting to hurt from carrying the show all the time from you not being here. Oh, wow. <laughs> nice one. Wow. Well, you'll be happy to know that I'm here to lighten your load, buddy. See, that's a burn on both of you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I didn't appreciate that. I thought we had a damn fine show last week. Don't tell him. I didn't listen to it yet. Of course he didn't. Now across from me, there's nobody. So that would mean to my, to my left is Adam. Adam, what is up with you today? I'm on your left today. You I, are. And I'm pretty sure that's going to screw you up at least a couple more times. You know what? You've been on my left so much now throughout 19 episodes that I'm really starting to get used to it. We're just going to keep on rolling right into today's beer theme. Well, what is today's beer theme? Well, today's beer theme is something that I'm very excited about because it ties into one of my favorite summer hobbies. And that, my friends, is grilling. Mm. You guys like to grill? You like to fire up that bad boy and cook up something good? Yes. Yes, indeed. All right, so that makes three of us. <laughs> All right, that's a good episode. Oh, man. See you guys next week. <laughs> All right, peace out. <laughs> Today, we're going to be talking about beers to grill by or beers to grill with, however you want to say it. Or beers to enjoy while you're grilling or beers to enjoy with your grilled food. So basically, you can drink the beer. You can marinate your food with the beer. You can give the beer to a friend. Yeah, pretty much. There's, think, so, there's so much enjoyment. The oh man, there's so much enjoyment coming out of today's episode. It's just radiating out of this table. So, without further ado, I'm going to turn it over to you, Adam, and I want you to tell the audience what is the first beer that we're grilling with today. The first one uh, is actually a very nice and light beer. I've had this before. I'm not sure you guys have ever had this before. Uh, mm. this Based is... on the bottle, I know that I have not. Oh, okay. Well, then uh, today will be the first day of the rest of your life uh, where you have now had the Erie Brewing Company Bayfront Blonde. Okay. Uh, it is a very uh, very light blonde style ale. Duh, it's right in the name. Clocks in at 4.2%. The reason that I have this beer is whenever you are standing next to your grill, taking care of all of your meats, your vegetables, and whatever else you decide to put on there, you need to have something that is a nice light drinker while you're standing man in the grill or woman in the grill, uh, whatever the case may be. Yeah, you can't be sexist on this show. That is true <laughs> to include everybody. Whenever you are humaning the grill. That actually sounds like something out of the Twilight episode to serve man. <laughs> <sighs> Wasn't that the basis for A Simpsons of, yeah. Treehouse yes, of it was. Horror 1? Yep. Maybe two? Uh, well, it was just one of them. I don't remember which one it was. Let's go with one. But yeah, it was the basis of one of those episodes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Regardless, uh, Erie Brewing Company, and side note on that, uh, I found out recently that they have officially opened up their new tap house 
Mm-hmm. Oh, did they? Yes. Uh, Very exciting. And well, congrats to them. Not only that, but they are also uh, they have also opened up in conjunction with Wildwood Johns. Oh, I love Wildwood, Wildwood Johns. The uh, what is Wildwood Johns? That sounds like it's a pizza shop. Okay, oh, I was I gonna say it was that... like a western town up there that you can go and hang out in. It brought you back to like the 1800s. <laughs> Wait, so you professed your love for it and you had no idea what it was? I was just assuming I knew what it was. Oh no, you were way off. Oh, I thought, man. See, I was kind of in his wheelhouse. I thought it was like an old west themed like hoagie shop. No. So it's like Jimmy John's but Wildwood John's. No. Okay. No. No. It's it's just a a local pizza shop. Um, the one that I'm familiar with is in Edinburgh. Okay. Uh, obviously, Edinburgh University students will keep that place alive for many, many years to come. That's Edinburgh, PA, and not Edinburgh, Scotland. Correct. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Pronounce, yeah, it's it's Edinburgh, not Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Maybe if the town of Edinburgh, Scotland is listening to us right now, they'll get a Wildwood. Yawns, as they might call it. Isn't yawn the Spanish for John? <laughs> <laughs> Wildwood yawns. Wait. It's one. What? <laughs> well, people in Pittsburgh pronounce it yawn, kind of like you're yawning. What? No. Please open that beer. He's getting very weird and going off in a deep hole. You guys get your own. I'm just drinking this one myself. <laughs> Maybe I'm just acting weird because the show has been going for what five, six, seven minutes now, and I have no beer in front of me. We're dicking around, not pouring beer. You know, if let's you had, get to this blonde. If you had shut your noise hole, you'd have had beer in your hand like three <laughs> minutes earlier. Yeah, but what fun is that? This is a podcast. We're supposed to talk and connect to the audience. Well, you can't have both. No, he's trying to, and he will. <laughs> He'll have both complaints and add to the noise. <laughs> And plus, now I definitely have both because I can still talk to the audience. Now I have beer in front of me. Thank God for that. Good, good, good. Now this is a very light beer. I would call as it as we uh, can see. Blonde. A blonde. Ah. A clear blonde. Mm. It's not that clear. Not a dirty blonde. I bet she is. So how about this is a semi-dirty blonde? Yes. Sure. Semi-dirty blonde. It smells like beer. It has a very, very faint head retention on it. Uh, I don't know what you call that little ring on the side. Ringlet? Headlet? Yeah, foam, sure. Foamlet? <laughs> foamlet. I don't know. I'm sure there's an, some... All right, I know we've had this discussion before. Yeah. What is the beer equivalent of sommelier? Oh, shitballs, because I actually looked it up. I know you did. Oh, man. And it's... It's not Cornelius. I know that. Uh, I think it's called a Sir... Uh, a Sir Comisseur. So come I say? Sir Thomas No, I don't know. They don't French it up. So, it's Cerveza King. So Juan. <laughs> no, it's not a Juan. They Scottish it up. I'm pretty sure the Juan is the Chinese dollar, by the way. <laughs> the yawn. That can be only Juan. The yawn is the... Alright, well while you're looking this up, I think I'm going to try this beer. You're saying he's gonna look it up and you're gonna drink it up. Boom. Exactly. Boom! Now, that is very refreshing. Yes, it is. That is that is clean. That is crisp. That is something that uh, I enjoy having next to the grill. Steve, you look so, like you so, have answers. So is that something that you've had? This is this is a habit for you, is what you're saying? Well, I wouldn't call it a habit because that sounds like I have a problem. Okay. Um, I, w- I would call it a preference. Oh, okay. Yeah, because if it's a habit, then that's no, that's no, we're not calling it that. Okay. But it is something that you. This is your go-to beer for grilling. 
Yeah. That's while, what you're whilst saying. Whilst I am humaning the grill. Okay. While you're humaning the grill, this yes. is your go-to. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it is a habit of yours to pick the eerie Bayfront blonde. <laughs> I mean, if you have to put the word <laughs> habit in there, then yes. Mm. Now I'm getting a slight lemony flavor from this. It's not very pungent, but at the same time, almost the back, the back notes a little, a little lemony, maybe even a little taste of honey. Yeah, I was, I was getting a little bit of a sweet smell on the nose. Mm-hmm. So I, th- and I'm getting, I'm getting what you're. A little bit of the honey on the back end. Yeah, yeah. Now, what's the ABV on this, Adam? Because this it tastes is, light. It is well, not very light, but it's pretty damn light. Four point two. That's pretty light. So it's it, equivalent to your Coors Light, Miller's Light. Yeah. This is like a Coors Light with flavor. Mm-hmm. This is what, one of those things when you drink a Coors Light, this is what you want it to be, but it's never what you get. I would say it's a little more full than a, like, not just flavorful, but it's full. Full bodied? Yeah, 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 it's more full bodied than, I would than agree those with that. standard big three macros. Mm-hmm. Right, well, I mean, it, you gotta remember they're <clears throat> different styles altogether. Yeah, they are, yeah. All right, so while we sip on this beer, what's going on, guys? Anything uh, new and noteworthy? Well, you so t- I got one. Yeah, okay. Wow. It it's called a Cicerone. <laughs> oh, That's yeah. the beer sommelier a equivalent. Cic- a Cicerone. Cicerone. Yeah. Cicerone, not Cicerone. Not Cicerone like pepperoni. The same Cicerone. Cicerone. tree. Yeah. <laughs> so, so let's get the brass tacks, guys. What's going on? Well, you tell us. You weren't here last week. Yeah. Mm. What were you up to yeah, last what, week? What was your adventure? I had to go out to California for work. We don't, we don't need to hear about the work part. Right, I was going to say, with every good business trip comes a great beer experience. So tell us. And, and one of the things that I always enjoy about California, I've been there a handful of times, and, and one of my favorite breweries out there is a brewery by the name of Firestone Walker. I've had a few of their beers before. They're they're really good. I, I enjoy that brewery. I believe they're out of kind of the... No, where are they at? San Diego? Los Angeles. They're oh, actually... Oh. I think outside of Los Angeles. Where were you actually at? So I was in Long Beach, which was about 20 miles, no, 20 minutes south of LAX. Yeah, that's, yeah. Like, that's like south and Oceanside. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's right on, right on the ocean. I mean, yeah. it's got beach right in the name. Right. And I was only there for a night, so I really didn't get a chance to go to the Firestone Walker Brewery, but I'm going back out there in a couple weeks, so I'm going to try to make it there if I can. But I wanted to make sure that I had one of these beers. So we went to a restaurant called a Yard House. And for those that don't know, the Yard House is actually a chain restaurant, which it's in different places around the country. And I believe the closest one to Pittsburgh is Cincinnati. And what they specialize in is they have about 100 craft beers on tap, and they serve beer in glasses that are a half a yard tall. Mm. And they hold about 32 ounces of beer, so you're looking at two pint beers. Mm. But it's just awesome to drink out of this big, gigantic glass. So everybody's walking around with this giant test tube full of beer. Absolutely. More or less, yeah. <laughs> All right. If you want to see a picture of it, you can check out our Instagram account at hopnationusa.com. What the hell am I saying? HopnationUSA on Instagram and see a picture of the beer I was drinking. You're stealing. You're stealing Steve's thunder here. No, I'm just. I'm just. It'll referencing go. It'll it. go back out at yeah. the end of the episode. Yeah. The, the yeah. thunder will fizzle out and because it'll come I, back at the end. I always enjoy watching him whenever he does those plugs. Now, what they're going to be looking at, though, back to the beer is the Lupulin Distortion by Firestone Walker, which is a beer that Adam would just despise. <laughs> um, a very hoppy, hoppy IPA from Firestone Walker. Well, considering Walker. it's got the name, or the word Lupulin in it, I ain't touching that shit. Yeah, and Lupulin is something that you're starting to see more of. Now, for those of you that may not know what Lupulin is, 
it is actually kind of this bitter yellowish powder that's found on the scales of a female hop plant. So what a lot of breweries are doing right now is they're actually taking that powder and they're using it in the fermentation, which adds a new hop aroma to the beer, uh, and as well as enhances a little bit of the hop taste. It's not going to knock your socks off, but it will actually change the flavors of the beer because the powder tastes a little bit different than the hop itself, which I think is pretty interesting. Yeah, also, wouldn't, uh, doesn't Shorts put out a brew called the Humalupalicious? Yeah, as a matter that, of fact, they do, and yeah, we yeah. tried it on this show, if you right. remember. And they it was would, the uh, roller coaster, in your, or the theme park in your mouth, which yeah. wasn't a theme park in your mouth. It was just a dirty county fair. Yeah, yeah the so, county fair. Mm. But I imagine they use Lupalin as well, being that Lupa is in the... In the name? Yeah, in right. the name again. I would assume so. So, yeah. But yeah, this beer was great. It was, it was very hoppy. Um, the only complaint that I have is that at the yard house, those glasses are so tall, and if you're sitting out in the sun... By the time you finish that beer, it gets pretty warm. Mm. That's the only yeah. that's the only thing I didn't like about it. And when looking at their pricing, there was no advantage to buying the yard or the half yard glass versus the pint glass. Right. It actually was the same price if you did it either way. But you know, when you go to a yard house, you want the novelty of drinking in that big ass glass. Are you it's able to the fun? Are you able to buy any of the glasses for your own consumption at home? Not to actually eat the glass, but to use the glass for drinking. <laughs> uh. <laughs> like a circus act. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess you could eat the glass. I've seen people on the internet eat glass before. <laughs> I think Steve-O was eating glass in his day. Probably. Um, I don't know, you know, that's a great question. I didn't see any for sale, but I also didn't just walk up to the bar and be like, hey, can I have that? Or can I buy that? <laughs> can I just have it? Yeah, exactly. So you'd imagine that's something they'd have just at the front door. Yeah. Where it's just like, oh, here's our t-shirts, here's our glassware. Right. Kind of like the Hofper house where you can right. buy those big-ass boots or you can buy the big mugs yeah, that, they, buy the big that mugs. they serve your beer in there. Leader mugs. Yeah, I don't know. That's a great question, though. Maybe when I go back, I'll uh, I'll check it out. Okay. I'm sure you can find them online anyway. True. You can find everything online. And Amazon's <laughs> got a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, they do. It's this generation Sears and Roebuck. Yeah, but that's about it. I mean, I was only out there for a night, so I, I got my Firestone Walker, and then I got the hell out of there. So. Fair enough. That's uh, that was it. It was a good good trip, though. Hmm. So that's about all I got going on. What about you guys? So I didn't do anything. However, uh, I did find some interesting information on the internet. Wow. Yeah. The internet is full of just wisdom and infinite wisdom, really, and cool information. Yes. Fair yes. Awesome. Uh, What'd you find? A list. Oh, of? God. There's lots of those. Oh, there is. Uh, this particular list uh, actually... Will I believe number seven? Yeah, actually. <laughs> oh, okay. No, seven is actually pretty representative. Oh, okay. What's the list? Tell us. The list is the uh, Pittsburgh area breweries ranked based on untapped reviews. Now, Sam, I understand your stance on untapped. I get that. We can go past hey, that. I don't know nothing about that. That's right. So, uh, what, uh, what the list uh, discusses is every single brewery that is based within one hour from downtown Pittsburgh, uh, Point State Park. Okay. Was was the base of operation. So okay. one hour driving distance from Point State Park is considered a Pittsburgh brewery, as well as anything that has the majority of their beer produced on site. Gotcha. Okay. So that does take out one very, very well-known facility, Southern Tier. Yeah, but I wouldn't consider them a Pittsburgh brewery to begin with. They're so. kind of that hybrid because they do brew on site. Yeah, but... But I, just... I, I have no problem with them not being right. on the list. So, uh, as it turns out, according to this list, there is a grand total of 51. Huh. 
breweries within one hour driving distance. I mean, yeah, if you're talking one hour, because you can do a wide sweep all the way down the Cannonsburg, probably right. out in the parts of Beaver County, up to Shoebrew even. Yeah, in Zealand. Zealand. Right. Maybe, so, maybe you can even get to impressive. North Country mm-hmm. in an hour. Oh, you could definitely get the North Country yeah. in an hour. Fifty-one yeah. breweries within a mile of downtown Pittsburgh. A mile <laughs> within an hour of downtown Pittsburgh. It'd be real impressive if it was a mile. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so I'm gonna ask you, uh, what do you guys think was number one? Chris House. Well, Sam? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm definitely going to go with Grist House because that's my favorite, and I hope it's number one. If not, that list is wrong, and it loses instant credibility right off the bat. Yeah, that means untapped is wrong. Yeah. Well, it turns out that untapped is wrong. Okay. Oh, my God. So What, we, what the hell did they say? Now, do you want to know what number one was, or do you want to know where Grist House was? No, tell us what number yeah, one well, is. We want to be mad about that first. Number one, uh, uh, you guys know this place rather well. Okay. Uh, it is in the fantastic little burg of Braddock. Oh, Brew Gentleman. Brew Gentleman. Okay, you know what? We're not mad about that. Then. No, you can't be mad yeah, about no. that. Mm. Sam still looks a little bit mad. <laughs> I'm not mad about it. I mean, they have they have some good beer there, but I wouldn't I wouldn't even put them in my top three. Well, But uh, this isn't my list, so. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Uh, Grist House has got to be two, then. Grist House is not two. Oh, my God. Okay, where is Grist House? Grist House comes in at four. Four? Huh. Yeah. I would. All right, what's two all and right, three? Yeah. Yeah. Two uh, is, is Dancing Gnome. In Sharpsburg. Really? Yeah. Okay, so here's... All right, here's the problem with that. I think I know where you're going with this. <laughs> there's a problem. Yeah, there, there's already a problem. So Dancing yeah. Gnome's only been open for a couple months. I agree. Right. And every review that's probably going to come in, like, there's there's not that many reviews. I agree. Yeah, that is something where... And not only that, the initial hype is going to bring it up higher than, right. than others would. It'll settle back down. Yeah. I'm just telling you what the list says. I, I, that's fine. You can tell me what the list says. I'm hey, just this saying. Is untapped. This is one of the reasons I quit Untapped because people on there don't know shit about beer. You know, you don't have to listen to anything <laughs> they say, right? Yeah, I know. Well, I don't. I like Grist House. That's yeah, we I can know. just. Well, I like we can, House. We too. can be critical of this list. We True. can say why people are wrong. So number three, I, I do like Dancing Gnome, though. I will say I've I've been there and they brew good beers. Yeah. yeah no, I just don't think they're better than Grist House. That's fair. Yeah. Number three, uh, you guys are not gonna guess which one it is. Hoffbrow House. Nope. Spoonwood. Nope. Pen? Nope. Church? Nope. Uh, yeah, we're not going to guess. Yeah. You guys got like 50 more to go. Yeah, I know. No, yeah. Actually, you guys might guess this one. They do have some pretty good beers there. Insurrection. Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that is that is one of my favorites. I enjoy it. Very good atmosphere there. Yeah. They make some good Great beers. Great beers. Uh, Sam, I know you especially like because they do their wilds and their IPAs rather well, and that's definitely in your wheelhouse. Oh, yes, they do. Their beer is fantastic. I don't think I've ever had a bad beer there. I really enjoy that place. And I got to give a shout out to them and anybody that's listening. If you ever go down to Insurrection Ale Works, you have to, have to, have to get the fried cheese curds. Ooh. They will blow your friggin' mind. Better I, than sheets? I, yeah, better than sheets. <laughs> Definitely better than sheets. All the food at Insurrection is great, but these cheese curds, oh my God, you will not be disappointed. I can't even, can't even now, hype them enough. You're rather flippant about saying that they're better than the sheets cheese curds. But those things are fantastic. So you are setting a bar, just so you know. Oh, my God. Just no so comparison. you know, because I'm going to go get them. And right now, the gold standard is the Sheets cheese curds. Well, you'll have a new gold standard as soon as you try to insurrection. <laughs> These are out of this world. So, uh, All right, so, so let me ask a couple places about where the hell they are on this list. Sure. Where's Dry Log? Now, they're probably way down there. Because they brew such a unique beer that yeah. I feel yeah, they're, 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 they're they be... would get mixed reviews right. just based on their styles. Five. Yeah, okay. 
See. Now I'm fine with that. I think they're a great brewery. They are tied they are tied with the Beaver Brewing Company in Beaver, Pennsylvania. Wait. <laughs> wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. The Beaver Brewing Company that doesn't participate in anything. I'm just the Beaver you the Brewing list. Company <laughs> that's on Main Street, Beaver Falls. I am giving you the list. Yes. The one that we <laughs> we pretty much shit on when we went to. Yeah. After that brew fest. How long ago was that? Maybe they changed. Maybe they got better. How long ago was that? Uh, a couple years, but it was it was still bad enough to make us never go back. Well, maybe we should go back again. Oh, uh, maybe okay. we we need to you know Re-up. revisit. But probably won't. This list is making me wonder what that. Okay, I gotta know what's fifty one. What's the bottom of the barrel like? The bottom of the barrel coming in at fifty one is Black and Gold Brewing Company. Never heard of them. Yeah, I what is that? They are they are out of Etna. Etna, okay. Etna. I wonder if they even have an operation. I've never heard of them. Nor have I. What's 50? Yeah. Keep going up till we hear one we give, know. Give us the bottom five. Bottom five. Okay, coming in at 51 is Black and Gold. Coming in at 50 is the Pittsburgh Brewing Company. So for Icy Light. Okay. Right. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> That's funny. 49 uh, is Mothership Brewing out of Penn Hills. Okay. Now, yeah, some of these can't be breweries that are actually open and have an establishment. Because Penn Hills is not that far. We would have heard of Mothership. There's no way that could fly under the radar at all these now, beer fests like, and everything we go to. Like, what is now, what is this? Like, I've, I've heard of Mothership, but I've never seen anything from them, and I've never had anything by them. Correct. I don't know what the hell to tell you. Okay. Well, Just what are the other, reading. Yeah, what are the other ones? <laughs> so, coming in at 47 are two entries. They are tied. Uh, and this one I have a big problem with. Okay. Copper Kettle. Huh. I have a big problem with that because I don't believe they are an actual brewing facility for the public. I believe they're they're all set for for private brewing, aren't they? Um I I've seen them at beer events where they have their own beer. Okay. And I think sometimes at Huffs they sell that, but it's it's questionable because usually that's for you know first time homebrewers right. that want to go and right. homebrew under the guidance of a professional. For what the, for what it is for what you just de- described, it is a perfect place. It is a great place for that. Yeah. For for brewing for the general consumption of the public, I kind of disagree with this being on the list. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. What's next? <laughs> what What was it tied with? It was tied with Spring Hill Brewing. Okay. That's a new, that's not open. That's a new one that's opening up in the north side. They're trying to get a facility right now. Correct. Yeah. And or they might have a facility, but they're far from opening. There are a couple on here that have not opened yet, and I'm still eagerly awaiting them to open. Abjuration. Right. Now, obviously, they, they have a little bit of credibility because they've been to several events. Yeah. Uh, if, if you are in the Pittsburgh craft beer scene, you understand what they are, what they're doing. Yeah, they'll open soon. In, in McKee's Rocks or Stowe. I'm not sure which side of the line they're on. <laughs> they're right in downtown McKee's Rocks. And the other one, you guys know it all too well. Oh, Mexican War Streets. Where are they at on the list? I mean, they brew good beer, but I, I have my doubts that they'll ever open. <laughs> Honestly, that's been a long time coming for them, and I don't know if they're anywhere close. They are ranked 44. Okay. So. I guess, I guess that kind of makes sense if they. They're at the bottom. See, that's kind of weird. Like, how do they judge this? Because, I mean, how many times have you had Mexican War Street beers? I've had it multiple times. Well, yeah, I've had it multiple times, too, but you still wouldn't have it. Right. How the beers that I had, I remember being pretty good. Right, and I would probably rank them above 
a lot, you know, th- this goes, this is counterintuitive to my Correct. problem with Dancing Gnome, whereas they've only been open for a little bit, so all the reviews I get are good. Right. So the bottom line is this list is crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say, we didn't really learn too much from this list. Yeah. No, we did not. I think this list is a bunch of do. <laughs> it, yeah. it is. Uh, the top five, I have no problem with the top five. I would jumble the order a little bit, yeah. but for what they have in the top five, I have no problem with it. Maybe next week we all sit down and we all write our own top five. Okay. I like that. That's a good yeah. idea. That's a good idea. And That's we a should, good follow-up. And our stipulation should be that the damn brewery has to be, has open. To be like open. You, have to, you have to be able to physically go there and drink beer. Yeah, it's, it's not a brewery. Yeah, we can't put any breweries that we've just had at a beer fest. We right. have to have had to have been either in the brick-and-mortar establishment, had a can or bottle from them, or had them on draft somewhere else. Yeah. I agree. An outside establishment. Right. I agree with that. Yeah. So, so that's fair. next week, we'll come back with our own list of the top breweries in Pittsburgh. Like we'll that. have a good one for you, Hop Nation. Yeah. Blackjack and, and hookers. Three good ones. And shit on this untapped list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Screw untapped. I'm never using you again, bitch. <laughs> so that's... That's the, the crux of this entire conversation. Exactly. Yeah. You just proved my point of why Untap sucks right there. <laughs> so thank you, Adam. Let's get back to the beer. Why don't we get back to the beer? I this think we should. Erie Brewing Company Bayfront Blonde coming in at a tidy 4.2%. Does anybody have any dissenting votes on this beer? Does anybody not like this beer? I like it fine enough. I don't. I'm not like supremely impressed with it. You know, it doesn't blow my socks off, but for what it is, I appreciate it. And it's it's something I would use exactly the same way that you would, is just to have it stand by on the grill so I can drink something. And I think that's the beauty of it, is that it is so simple, and that it is just just regular-ass beer. Yeah. it's a, it, Like we already said, it's very similar to, like, the big three macros, but it's much more full and flavorful. Yeah. So I'd much rather have that at my side at the grill mm-hmm. than one of those big three macros because you're too busy worrying about other things Mm -hmm. sometimes you just need a a quick hit of a beer and you don't want something that's going to be a a dirty country fair in your mouth (laughs) (laughs) no you definitely don't yeah i don't i don't want to be ruining my palate before i even get to my food correct so So this is just this is a good primer and as we all know the man who's manning or the human who's the human who's humaning the grill eats last that's true but what if it's a dog Dogs, dogs should dogs not be man- humaning the grill. On a podcast, no one knows. Well, no, but they're not humans, but dogs can man a grill. <laughs> no, they can't. They're dogs. <laughs> uh, Sam, what'd you think of this beer? I don't know. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, you know what? I like this beer. Uh, it's crisp. It's refreshing. It's got a little sweetness on the back end that I'm enjoying. Uh, I mean, for me, this is not something I'm going to drink while I grill. This is not something that I'm really going to drink anytime. This is really not my... F- my favorite style of beer. I don't really like blonde ales that much, but Mm -hmm. I will say for what it is, it's a good beer. I'm enjoying drinking it now. And if somebody handed to me, handed this to me, I would not be opposed to consuming another one. That's my, uh, that's my spiel and I'm sticking to it. Beautiful. Anybody else? Any last minute thoughts going once going twice. Nah, I think we're good. We are good. We are going to break. So stay tuned, Hop Nation. We'll be back at you with another beer that you can just set right there by your grill and enjoy while you're cooking up a big fat sausage. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid.
Welcome back, Hop Nation, and for those of you keeping track of where we are in today's episode, we are coming into segment DOS of episode Nueve DOS! DOS of episode Nueve Teen. <laughs> and, if you remember correctly, our theme for the day is... Beers to grill with, grilling beers, beers that you can pour on your food while you're grilling, beers to drink after you're done grilling, or beers to share with a friend. And Steve has a beer that he would like to share with at least two friends, myself and Adam, at least hopefully he wants to share. You so damn well better. I do want to share it because I actually enjoy this beer. Well, what are we having? So what I've brought today is the Dewclaw Q, and it's a dry rubbed pale ale. Huh. Yes. Very James Bondish Q or barbecue. It's not going for that Q. It didn't invent anything. It doesn't come with a watch that explodes. Oh, but if it did, I thought you liked this beer. That doesn't sound very fun. It's a barbecue. You know, it's made with a dry rub for pork and such. So here's a question for you. Okay. You said it's a pale ale. Yeah. Is there any sort of word on what the IBUs on this thing is? Forty. Oh, that's not too bad. Oh, yeah. really? That's less hoppy than I thought it would be. But I guess in this instance, if you're putting different rubs and spices in the beer, you don't want the hops to mask that flavor. Because right. That's what you're going for. Yeah, you wanna you wanna compliment, not overpower. You are a good looking beer. This really is a good looking you beer. You can be the best beer that you want to be. Is that how we're supposed to compliment the beer? Yes. That's how you compliment the beer. <laughs> <laughs> you're good enough. <laughs> You're smart, smart enough, enough, and gosh darn it, people like you. Well, don't say that yet. I haven't tried this thing. <laughs> well, people I like may it. like you. Yeah, I have it. I have, and I do like it. Um, it has a very orange copper tone to it. This looks a little rose to me. I I was catching a little bit of the rose side of things as well. Go for you. Yeah. I'm seeing. And uh, what does it smell like? Can you smell those dry? Yeah, rubber? you can. Yeah, oh, you can. shit, you can. <laughs> Man, it smells like pork. It smells like a grilled meat in a glass. Yeah, yeah. It's it smells shit. salty. Shit. <laughs> just just to explain my surprise was that, oddly enough, I had a, this beer last night and I wasn't getting any of these flavors from the nose. So I'm very curious to see what this is going to taste like. It's very interesting. I may have gotten a bad batch, honestly. Yeah, I think you might have because the way you were explaining it to me didn't sound right. Because the 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 one I had is very very good. Well, let's try this one and hope it is also very very good. But yeah, it it smells it smells like a very salty pork product Mm -hmm. up front, which is different for beer. But don't let it scare you. (laughs) Did you throw something in this bottle before you? (laughs) No. Like this really smells like a barbecue. You didn't doctor this, did you? Mm-mm. You just saw me open the bottle. How could I? Oh, there it is. Yeah. Now that is much different. Now I'm convinced I had a bad one last night because it mm. didn't taste anything like this. It it may have been skunked almost. It almost tasted like, dare I say, a Saison in a way, Weird. which is nothing like what this beer should taste like. I just assumed it didn't have much flavor. Are you sure you grabbed the right bottle? Yeah, I'm 100% sure. I know what I was drinking. Did, did... I grabbed it purpose, purposely because I made meatballs last night. Yeah. And I wanted to have this beer with a meat product that I made with my bare hands. Which makes a lot of sense, which is exactly what you should be doing with this beer is drinking it with any kind of... Meat. Any meat. <laughs> Just meat. Yeah. Because you can really, really taste the spices Absolutely. in Absolutely. It's, it's more... The spices in this are kind of more prominent than the Old Bay in the Dead Rise. Yeah, I, I think so. 
they're more pronounced. You taste a more of a mixture of spices. Now, granted, I think they're only going for the Old Bay. This is going yeah. for, I believe, a collection of spices. Yeah, this is this is going for a dry rub, something right. that you would put on your barbecue or pork. I think, I believe it's Texas barbecue is not big on sauce. They're much bigger on just using dry rub. A rubs. dry rub, correct. Yeah. Right. Now, here's a so question. So that's kind of what it's aiming for. It really tastes uh, tastes like a good dry rub. Uh, what is the alcohol content on this? Uh, it's only six. Well, that's not bad at all. No. No, I was it, I was expecting, considering the full bodiness of the flavor and yeah. uh, and the mouthfeel, that it was going to be a bigger, bolder alcohol content up in your eights and your nines. See, yeah, I I can see why you would think that, but at the same time, I don't think they really put anything that had any extra like sugars or anything that would be eatable. You don't need to. Yeah. You don't you don't need to make a big heavy beer. I just kind of expected it with right. the, with the flavoring. Right, right. I was just expecting huge. Everything and it's just just really good flavor. Yeah, no, it's a really good flavor. It's just on the beer side of things, it's just a very balanced beer. Mm-hmm. Like we already said, like the hops don't kind of overpower at all. I don't find much hop taste in this whatsoever. No, no, definitely not. But I do think they like if you kind of burp it up, you get a little bit of a uh, hop, you get a little bit of a hop flavor on it. Hop so I residue. think I think it's in there and it's helping the other flavors along. Yeah, and I don't think that the dry rub ingredients in here are masking anything. No, no, no. No, it's just very much they made a very uh, just good, like, 6% pale ale balanced beer. And then they added these dry rub ingredients that just kind of boosted up to tasting like a barbecue. Which makes sense to me. Yeah. And the pale ale is really the perfect style of beer for this. Yeah. I, I don't think this wouldn't work in an IPA because the hop flavors would start to come through, I believe. Yeah. You know, you probably wouldn't want all this dry rub spice in a porter or a stout. Maybe you Maybe. would. I, you, I you, you can because you can make some uh, pepper beers. You know, I've had yeah, a num- that's I've, true. I've had a number true. of chili pepper beers. True, but a pepper beer versus this beer, I think, is kind of two separate arenas. Yeah, and I think when you get into your porters and stouts, if you're eating a big steak or something like that, you want that to be complimentary. I th- yeah, I think. Whereas this isn't necessarily complimentary; it's kind of its own thing at the same time. Yeah, it is kind of its own thing at the same time. I would, um, I think, the darkest I would go with this kind of beer though is like a brown. Like, I think you could get away with doing it in a porter or a stout, but I think a brown would work really well with yeah. this kind of barbecue flavor as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So coming in on summer here, gentlemen. Uh, I say coming summer, in on summer. Summer is here. here. Yeah. We're mid-July at this point. Summer's about halfway over. Right. So we mentioned at the beginning <laughs> of the show, the three of us enjoy putting on some flip-flops, taking off our shirts, and getting behind that grill. <laughs> I never agreed to that. Yeah, I don't take the shirt off. <laughs> no. Or actually, I don't ever wear flip-flops whenever I'm grilling either. What I was going to ask you guys is, since we're all grillers, depending on what attire we're wearing while we do it, I'm oh. sure we all have some good recipes or some things that we like to grill. I just hope that we are wearing attire. The way it sounds like you're describing your, your grilling efforts, you're just out there swinging in the breeze. No, I'm just not wearing a shirt sometimes. It's summer and I'm a guy. I can go grill without wearing a shirt. Ah, man, there's too much grease Plus, the ladies love it. So why not give the neighbors a sneak peek? You know what I'm saying? Give them a free show. Free show, because they sure as hell ain't getting any of my food. It's like, you can look, but you can't eat. (laughs) It's the worst velvet rope ever. Oh, my God. We got to talk talk some recipes, guys. It's summer. We're grilling. What what do you like to make? Adam, you, you, I know you're a cook, so you were a Boy Scout, so clearly you know how to grill. Mm-hmm. What, are you, what are you making in the summer? Well, since I'm going to be the first one uh, to talk about this, I may as well make the first part of the meal for you guys, the appetizer. Okay. Perfect. And I think, I think the best way to do this is we can talk about the recipes, and I think we should put them up 
on our social media afterwards so everybody can enjoy them. That's a good idea. Great so, idea. What I'm going to be making is a nice little appetizer. I'm sure you had it a thousand times, but this is a, a new little twist on it, is grilled jalapenos. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not only that, but a jalapeno popper. So I'm sure you've had that a thousand times. Absolutely. Love yeah. those things. Now, here's the beauty of it. These are actual jalapeno poppers. These aren't these frozen bullshit TGI Fridays things. Yeah, no, you got to love a fresh jalapeno. That's, <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah. So you actually have to get fresh cut jalapenos. Uh, it is much easier uh, and much better if you grow them yourself. Okay. I'm currently in the process of doing that right now. Good. I've got a nice jalapeno plant operating. Haven't gotten any any peppers out of it yet, but they'll come. Don't worry. Sooner. We grew them last year, and they come in spades. Come yep. August. Yep. So they'll be coming around quick. Uh, the habaneros are coming along nicely as well. I wouldn't necessarily recommend doing a stuffed habanero. That might be a bit much. You wouldn't recommend. Yeah, it. I was gonna say I'd eat the shit out of that. <laughs> well, don't worry. Take a stuff. I mean, not to jump on your recipe or anything, but a quick side note: I just take a stuffed habanero, you know, cut that in half, mm-hmm. stuff it with a little, uh, little pork and rice, a little sausage and rice. Yeah. Top that off with some cheese. Mm-mm. So here's the direction I'm going: is not only do you have to use the cheese, right? You have to use several types of cheese. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You 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 can't just use one little type of cheese. So cream cheese is what I like to use. Yeah. Uh, I also like to use Parmesan. Okay. And actually, uh, I found this very rather recently is Asiago. Okay. Use a little bit of that, mix that all together. And one of the things you can do to kind of bind everything a little bit together uh, is panko breadcrumbs. Yeah. Mm, Bank that. Okay. You can kind of it kind of clumps up a little bit. Uh, there are two ways that you can actually slice up your jalapeno. You can slice it along the pepper, so you have two wide open slices. You can uh, at that point you need to take out all the seeds because otherwise eh, things get a little dicey there. Yeah, well, the, seed, the seeds are where all the capsaicin is Correct. Uh, stored. Correct. That's where you get your Scovilles. So you can slice it that way, long ways, scoop out everything, uh, take your, your mixture. I also like to use a little bit of, I know this is this is kind of weird, but just a little bit of pesto. Okay. All right. Put a little Pesto's bit of pesto good. in there, put it in there, fill it up, and then what you want to do is you want to take a pound of bacon. Okay. You want to pre-cook it a little bit, wrap it, put a toothpick in it, grill it. And then just you just wait till the uh, just till the bacon's done. What is well, that? Is that is that the judge? Your, your bacon is already going to be about two thirds or three quarters of the way done because okay. once you're grilling it, it's it's going to be a little bit slower for process. All right. So you want to get it most of the way there. Plus, you want to have it very pliable because otherwise it won't wrap very well. Right. Is there a time? Like that's what I was asking. What is? How long are we doing this for? Usually, it takes about ten to fifteen minutes. Okay. Uh, I usually set my grill at about mm, about five hundred degrees. Okay. Because it's the grill, not the oven, so you much smaller space you need to, to heat up. Right. So at about 500 degrees, 10 to 15 minutes. Okay. Sounds so, good. So the other way you can cut it is simply take the top off. Just whoosh, cut the top, take the stem, throw it away. The stem is not going to be very good. Nobody wants to eat that unless they absolutely have to. Well, when do you eat the stem of anything? You don't. All right. <laughs> well, then we're all in agreement. Yeah. So you take the stem off and then you core it out. Yeah. Okay. And you stuff it. Um, one of the things you can do if you want to uh, vary things a little bit, instead of wrapping, you can take your bacon, slice it, and dice it. Yeah. Mix it in with your cheeses. Okay. And use that as your filling in and of itself. See, that's, that sounds like it would go better with uh, if you core it out. True. Because then, then you can just rotate your pepper on top of the grill. Right. right. Okay. Very cool. So it's, it's a very simple recipe. Uh, we'll post it later on, but it is very, very good. I have actually gotten very uh, high comments on it. 
Uh, some Excellent. very good reviews. So that takes care of the appetizer for our for our barbecue. And uh, well, not barbecue. Our grilling session. There is a distinct difference between barbecue and grilling. But the appetizer sounds delicious. Yes, it does. Sam, it sounds to me like you need to come in with a main course here. All right, now I'm coming in with the main course, and it's coming in hot because I'm not grilling. I'm smoking, and I'm not talking about my hot body. I'm talking about chicken. <laughs> and what do we like to do with chicken, gentlemen? We like to smoke it. Now, don't I sound like I could be on an infomercial right now? I guess Ron Peel. That was a great lead-in. <laughs> oh, man. And the delivery, too, is just top-notch. All right, so here's what I'm going to be talking about. I want, to, I want to smoke a chicken for our main dish here. Okay. Now that we're into our main course, the most important thing to do is, first off, you got to go buy the chicken, right? Because chickens just don't appear out of thin air. Now, <laughs> what you want to do is go to the Whole Foods, go to a market district, and you want to buy yourself a nice chicken. And go to their frozen chicken section and, and try to find you know, one that's five, six, seven pounds. Get a big one because this is something you're going to want to eat with friends. Big chicken. Exactly. Foot, Big six chicken. Foot, seven foot chicken. Exactly. <laughs> now, once you get that chicken, you're going to pay for it at the register and you're going to bring that home. Now, this is where the fun begins because you can start prepping the chicken. So, take the neck off if it's got one. Take those giblets that are in the bag stuffed up in the ass of the chicken and get all that stuff out of there. The chicken should not be frozen at this point. It should be thawed. But what you're going to want to do is now you're going to want to salt the chicken a little bit, put a little spices on it, and whatever you're really in the mood for. Don't salt it too much, don't season it too much at this point, but just give it a nice little coating. And then you want to stick it in the refrigerator for about hour and a half to two hours. And you just want to let it sit there and let some of those seasonings soak into the chicken. Make it learn its lesson. Make it learn its lesson, <laughs> right? What you can also do at this point is Hopefully you got a smoker. If not, you could probably do this on a charcoal grill, but if you have one of those big green eggs, it'll work a little bit better. So you want to get your, your wood chips that you're going to use for the smoking, and you want to get those and you want to soak them in water. You want to put them in there for about 30 minutes. Do you have any preference for soak. the? Do you have any preference for the style of wood that you would like to use? Do you like a mesquite? Is this a kind of pick your own adventure? You can go yeah. mesquite, cherry, however you feel. Yeah, I mean you really can. Whatever whatever flavor you like best, it really doesn't matter. Cotton okay. candy. I mean, I'm, I'm a... <laughs> I don't think cotton candy comes yeah. in wood. <laughs> <laughs> but if somebody finds that and wants to try it, by all means, go for it. It's the flavor I want. All right. So here's what we want to do. So we're going to soak those in water. While we're doing that, we're going to make our rub. And this is where the real fun comes in because I would recommend using a very spicy Cajun seasoning. Mix a little bit of butter in there. Mix a little bit of salt in there. Some cracked pepper and just mix it all together and get this real nice and juicy, right? Because this is what you're gonna smother that chicken down with. Uh, if you don't like things as spicy, you can use, you know, maybe a chili rub or maybe like a meat rub. They make those smoked pork and pork and meat rubs uh, that are pretty good, but I like spicy, so I'm probably going Cajun on this one, guys. Once we get our ingredients ready, chicken's done, we're pulling it out, we're gonna lather that bad boy right up there and we're gonna get all the spices over it, okay? We're gonna we're gonna start preparing our smoker at this point uh, because what we want to get is we want to get that smoker up to about 350 uh, to 450. Um, anywhere in there is probably going to be good. Right around 400 is probably going to be your ideal ideal spot to smoke this chicken. Okay. Now since this is beer can chicken, 
we need the most important ingredients. Now, do either of you guys know what that could possibly be? The chicken? Beer can. The beer can, exactly. <laughs> so, if you don't have a beer can, run down to your local distributor and pick up a whole case. That's 23 beers for you and one for the chicken. So, you'll be good to go. <laughs> here's, here's how this works out. The reason why the beer can is the most important part of this recipe is even if you don't have the chicken, you still have a can beer. of beer. That's true. <laughs> That's a good point. I like where your head's at. Smack. <laughs> All right, so while our smoker's cooking up, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take our first beer, whatever it is. You could use a yingling. You could use a chorus banquet. It's, it really doesn't matter what it's going to be. I wouldn't use anything too, too high-end. Unless um, you've got that money. Yeah, only because <laughs> it's going to evaporate and infuse into the chicken, and you're going to get a beer flavor regardless. But, hey, if you want to try something fun and experimental, there's a lot of craft cans out there right now, so maybe uh, maybe live a little. But here's what you're going to do. You're going to take the can, pop the top, drink half the beer. That's your first step. Nice. So you get to drink right <laughs> off the bat. That's, that's awesome. I'm about it. Right? Now, the next step is you're going to poke some holes around the top of that can, and you're going to set the can down on a nice plate, whatever you're going to smoke the chicken on, a uh, nice board. You can use a, a you know, nice piece of wood to do it. Put the beer can down, take that chicken, ass end first, right on top of the beer can, and get that thing ready to roll. So once your smoker's at 350 to 400, 450, once again, ideal is about 400, you're gonna stick that chicken right in the smoker, and you're gonna let it sit in there, depending on the weight, from 90 minutes to three hours. You're gonna wanna, you're gonna wanna check it from time to time, uh, but what you really wanna accomplish is once that chicken hits around 160 degrees, 165 internal temperatures, um, then you're gonna wanna pull it off and let it cool for a couple minutes and then consume. Now, do you have to have any kind of uh, like standby rub or marinade to just kind of keep it uh keep it juicy or yeah I would definitely recommend that when you're making your when you're making your marinade making your spices uh, you definitely want to tend to the chicken maybe every half hour okay you know you can turn it a little bit if you want you can actually take some beer and you can you know sprinkle a little beer over top don't douse it in beer but right. you know, put a little beer over maybe marinate it again if you have a nice grill brush um, you know marinate it up make sure you keep the juices flowing keep that thing very flavorful just so you don't dry it out don't say yeah you don't want it to dry out because then what are you left with Dry, dry chicken. Dry, dry chicken. ass chicken. Dry ass chicken that tastes like dry nothing. ass chicken. So keep it moist, keep it clean, keep it spicy. When it's at 165, take it off, let it cool, and enjoy. Share with friends. Or don't, I don't care. <laughs> you need chicken by yourself, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> I would share with friends. But most importantly, pair it with a Duclaw Q. Or don't. Or I don't, don't care. Don't. Again, there's lots of good beers out there. <laughs> we still have another beer to drink on this show, so maybe you'll pair it with that instead. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh, that's some smoked beer canned chicken. So we have the appetizer. Yes. We have the main course. Right. It seems to me like we need to go a little bit uh, off the reservation. Yeah, so we've got all that done, and now you maybe want to just offer your guests something a bit wild, a bit stupid, a bit gross even. <laughs> I like where this is going. Yeah. Gross. Uh, what could it be? I found an a I found a recipe called a swine apple dog. What the hell is that? Oh, well, like I'm gonna tell you. A uh, swine apple dog is part pineapple, part hot dog, part bacon. I like I like that combination already. It's got a good combination. Yeah, that sounds uh, great. So the recipe I found though was a bit off. It had you taking the pineapple and putting it into a dry rub. What? Yeah. Now I, I now I I can see where that could make sense. Like with at Brazilian steakhouses, 
that grilled pineapple. That's not the that's yeah, not the way like they went with or it. Something on there? Really? That's not the way they went with. It. They did an actual like dry rub of paprika and garlic and onion. Ah, I modified it to reflect <laughs> what you were just about to say, though, because when we have it at the Brazilian steakhouse, it's usually a, a brown sugar cinnamon rub. Yeah, and that's how I've modified this to reflect. Let's make that happen. So what you're gonna do is uh, this is actually a recipe for twelve dogs. So twelve for me, none for you guys. What ifs? <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I don't but you, want uh, he's got beer can chicken. He's fine. Yeah, yeah I got seven got pound his... chicken. I got to eat by myself. Damn, <laughs> I don't have time for swine apples. So what you start with though is uh, you need twelve hot dogs. Mm. You need twenty four strips of bacon, and you need a pineapple. And then you're gonna cut the pineapple into twelve strips in itself. Okay. And you want those strips to obviously be as long as a hot dog. And yeah, a little bit smaller than one, though. Okay. Uh, what you're going to do, though, is after you have your 12 strips of pineapple, you're going to put them into a, uh, a rub that's equal parts cinnamon and brown sugar. So you just mm. toss them around in there, get them coated nice and good. Sounds sweet. Yes. <laughs> and then you're going to take your pineapple, and you're going to lay it next to your hot dog, and you're going to take two strips of bacon per hot dog pineapple combo. <laughs> So what you're going to do is you're going to take uh, one strip of bacon and then taper another strip of bacon on top of it, extending out. And you're going to roll your pineapple and hot dog combo until it's completely wrapped up in bacon. That sounds awful and awesome at the same time. Hmm. I know. I said you a little bit gross. <laughs> Very uh, interesting. You're going to take all that. If you need toothpicks to keep the bacon on the on the combination, mm. do that. You're going to throw it on the grill. And you're going to wait till the bacon's done. Is there any sort of time that you anticipate this would take? I would imagine 15, 20 minutes. Okay. But basically, you're just waiting until your bacon's done. Right. I mean, at that point, it's going to be telling you, you know, everything else is done. Bacon is usually the long pull. It's time to eat when the bacon's done. Yeah, it's time to eat when the bacon's (laughs) done. When it's done, though, get yourself a nice, sweet barbecue sauce and lather it over top of your, uh, your swine apple dog. And you just put it in like a like a big one, one that you would use for kibasi or you know big oh, yeah. big big brats, not like a hot dog bun. It's right. not going to fit. Yeah, treat yourself. Yeah. yeah, treat yourself. Treat yourself to a nice big roll. But you, there you go. That's the swine apple dog. Sounds to me like we got a pretty good spread going here. I think so. And I think we really need to make sure that these recipes get out on social media. I think we. Well, I think we really got to make all these together and just have a feast. Yeah, that too. I mean, shit, I'll trade you a chicken leg for a swine apple dog. And <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you, you the giblets I was going to throw away for a couple appetite jalapeno poppers. Wow! You can have trash for <laughs> Well. That's not nice at all. Uh, well, you know, I generally like to eat six and a half pounds of chicken in one sitting, and if I give too much away, then I'm not going to be able to do that. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, while Sam's considering how greedy he's going to be about his chickens, let's get back to this beer that we can... That you shared. That I shared. That I actually shared with everybody. That's really (laughs) nice. But what do you guys think about this beer that I shared that could be used for grilling? It doesn't have nearly enough lasers coming out of it. Okay. Or or secret watch knives. Okay. So to me, it's, it's a terrible, terrible technical specialist. Okay. For MI6. Again, this is not Q, the John Cleese character from Bond. This is Q as in barbecue. Uh, <laughs> zero guns popping out of this thing. Oh, man. Yes, I, I know. know zero guns and zero jetpacks. That's not what we're going for. <laughs> Bullshit. There's no jetpacks in this beer. Now, what I'll say about this beer is, this is something that I would like to try 
marinating food in. I think this would add a lot of great flavor to it. Yeah. It's a well-balanced beer. has a lot of spice flavor to it. Uh, that being said, I hope I never drink it again. I don't like this beer. No? <laughs> and now that I've really got to experience what this beer has to offer, it's just the smell is so pungent that every time I take a sip, I feel like I should be chewing it. It's just a little <laughs> too much for me. I just, I, I didn't think that I would feel that way when I first had my first sip, but the more I drink it, I just, I'm not enjoying it. Okay. But it seems like it'd be something fun to cook with, so I don't know. What about you guys? <laughs> Different thoughts? Similar thoughts? Do we know if this has coriander in it? No. I don't think I don't so. Know. <laughs> I don't think so. You're not tasting soap again, are you? <laughs> no. No, I'm not. Okay. Uh, I, I agree and disagree with what Sam is saying on this one. Okay. I disagree in the fact that I do like this beer. Mm-hmm. With that being said, I don't think I would grab another one. Okay. I find this to be a bit of a one-trick pony. All right. It is a very good trick. I like this beer a lot, but I don't think I would sit down and drink a six-pack throughout a day at a barbecue or a grilling session or what have you. Okay. I don't believe I would do that. I would drink it like, oh, that's neat, and then move on to something else. Okay. So it's a good beer, not a sustainable beer. I would somewhat disagree with both of you guys. All right. Wow. It is a beer that I can just sit down and drink. I just enjoy those uh, smoky dry rub flavors. I I don't know. I just like it a lot more than you guys, I guess. I enjoy the kind of saltiness. I enjoy the how much lets me reminisce about barbecue. But if you're going to do that, why wouldn't you just barbecue? Because maybe I don't have the money to barbecue. <laughs> maybe it's cold out, Adam, and I can't barbecue. <laughs> so that brings up a very good point. So all that's left is the Q dry rub yeah. pale ale. Maybe all I have is this beer. <laughs> so, no, that you do bring up a very good point of wintertime. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised that this hasn't come out, has not been debuted in the wintertime as sort of a tied-over beer. Like, hey, remember, it's going to be nice in the summertime. Yeah. This is what summertime tastes like. Mm. Well, I don't know. I, I don't think, think, I think audience I, is there for that. Yeah, I think, I think it's much more... Because you ha- you'd have to market it, market it that way to get people to understand that. True. I think it's a lot better to just put, put, put this beer out during the summer. And I think one of the ways I can maybe sway you guys to liking this beer a little bit more is if you were actually eating while you were drinking. Fair point. Possibly. We're not, we're not having any food at this point. Like Sam said, he expects to be chewing mm-hmm. at this point. I think maybe if you had like a fresh piece of peppered salmon that you could be drinking along... And instead of having, you know, the salmon over, you know, dry rubbed and spiced up, you're actually getting your spice from the beer. Maybe that would help you out. I'm going to have to try that, I guess. Yeah. Maybe. Can't hurt to try. I'm not saying it's a bad beer. It's just not a sustainable beer. Right. For you. For you. Right. Yeah. right. No, I have no problem with yeah. the beer. I like the beer. I just wouldn't drink another one right after this one. One thing about Duclaw, I will say, is they never fail to make something unique. Yeah. No. That is for <laughs> sure. They <laughs> experiment in ways that other breweries don't. So they experiment, and they're not afraid to that. put it out there. <laughs> yep, they'll, they'll put it out. So, All right. Well, I think that's about it for segment dos. So that brings up an interesting question. What's that? So, what? so it, if this is, what is this, Nieve 18? Nueva. Nueva 18. Nueva 18. So that means that next week is episode 20. Yeah. Wouldn't that be Dos Equis? Oh, God. No. <laughs> oh, you know, I wasn't thinking that way, but you're right. Mm-hmm. So, Mexican beers? Cervezas. 
Cerveza? Yeah, get some Pacifico. Let's finish out this Pacifico, one first. Pacifico, soul, Tecate. <laughs> Stay right there, Hop Nation. We're going to come back and we're going to heat things up a bit for you. Nation, and here for the thrilling conclusion to Nueve Teen. Alrighty, now we have one more beer here to just let rain over our palates. And this beer is somewhat unlike anything that we've tried on this show today. Because okay. it's not a blonde, and it doesn't taste like pork. <laughs> <laughs> so what is it? So this beer that we're going to be trying next is from our great friends at Flying Dog, who we seem to drink here on the show quite often. And this is a beer from their Heat series. And this beer is their Experimental Pepper IPA. Now this is going to be a hot one. Now we've had a similar one to this on the show before, correct? We had the Cherry Bomb Goza? Well, you didn't have it. You weren't on that episode. Yeah, you weren't on that episode. Steve and I had it, and we liked it. But in general... Yeah, in general, the yeah. The show has had that... Yes. Yeah, we, we had another one from the Heat series. Right. We tried yeah. from the Heat series before. So we're yeah. going back to the Heat series because the Cherry Bomb Goza was such a hit. Now, this is an IPA, so it's right in Adam's wheelhouse, and uh, it's brewed with hot peppers. Does now, it say what kind of hot peppers? Now, don't write this one off too quick, because if I recall correctly, you did enjoy the Habanero Sculpin. I did. Which is also an IPA. Now, this doesn't say much about what we're dealing with here. All the bottle says is, hops amplify spice, so what do bold varieties that pack a tropical fruit punch do to the new hottest pepper in the world? Blow your mind. Now, this beer is coming in at about 7%, and the little flying dog heat scale that's on the side of this bottle is all the way to the top. It's all the way to the top. All the okay. way to the top. Now, this isn't a Scoville scale or anything like that. There's actually not. Yeah, yeah we went through that before. It's no, there's no there's, <laughs> judgment. It's no, just completely arbitrary. There's right. no units of measure. It's just a scale. <laughs> I don't know. Let's hope, let's hope that it's hot. So let's, uh, let's pour some up here, gentlemen. Well, if I remember correctly, give it a shot. The, uh, the Cherry Bomb Goza, that one was halfway up the little thermometer. So and did that have any sort of pop to it? Yeah, it had a little bit of pop to it, bit. but it wasn't, uh, I don't know, wasn't overpowering or anything. Well, it, was, it wasn't hot like uh, Habanero Sculpin. It's not hot to the touch, so that's good. <laughs> now, now, this beer here is a little cold as I'm feeling my glass, so <laughs> if you recall, when you drink pepper spicy beers, you want to let the beer warm up a little bit so that those flavors really seep out into your mouth. You don't want to lose any hops or spice to the cold. The bottle said it, it's the new hottest pepper in the world. I believe that the Carolina Reaper has been displaced. Okay. I believe there is a group of Englishmen or Scotsmen that have developed a new hottest pepper. I'm willing to believe that. What else are they going to do? Right. <laughs> Flying Dog did make a beer with the Carolina Reaper pepper, and it was awesome. It was like a hot peach beer. Okay. Ooh, that okay. makes sense. Oh, my God. Delightful. Just delightful. Also yeah. part of their heat series. I, they... Released it once, and then I never saw it again, so I'm hoping it makes its way back onto shelves at some point in life. Yeah, maybe it'll come again. Well, back to this one. Let's go to this, this one, one here. Uh, this one's light in color. There's pretty much zero carbonation, zero head on it, and I think that's because of the pepper. 
the I think those oils killing it all. Yeah, those oils probably kill it all. Uh, nice color though. Nice color. Mm. Clear, more clear than the last two beers we've had. Mm-hmm. On the nose, it smells very sweet on the nose. Yeah, very sweet, very tropical. Nothing in the way of heat. Like no. You expect no pepper smell. Right. Yeah. No, not at all. Yeah. Now it did say something about being tropical on the bottle. So yeah, yeah. It's it's so far it's accurate. It almost smells like kind of a peach. A little bit. Maybe I have peaches on the mind. From, Maybe mango. Yeah, mango. Peach mango. Looking at tropical hops. So that's why you're getting all those kind of fruity smells to it. Well, what do you say we take a drink? I say we take a drink. Hmm. Now, you, you can taste some heat in there, that's for sure. Yeah, you can taste some heat. Sweet up front, hot on the back, but not too hot. No, I took a, a pretty decent swig, and I can feel a little bit of the heat kind of lingering on the mouth. Nothing to write home about, but it's there. Right. It's yeah, not, it's, it's, it's not the hottest pepper in the world. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe it was brewed with the hottest pepper in the world, but they just used one. <laughs> For an entire batch. They right. do have to sell it after. Yeah, it does have to be... Uh, consumable for a mass market. Right. True, true. Just the same way we had, we were at Moe's. Yeah. Uh, a, a chain taco burrito place. And, and they, they had like Carolina Reaper salsa. Right. And it was nothing. It's corporate mm. hot. Yeah, yeah, it's corporate hot. <laughs> and that's what that's this is. This is, cor- this is corporate hot. Well, you know, it's still a little chilly though, so let's let it warm up a little bit. Let's see if we get any more heat out of it. Maybe. I mean, uh, shit, the Ballast Point Habanero Sculpin is sold all over the country, right? Right. I mean, or at least most places. Yeah. And that's hot. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that's a great one. Yeah, I think Ballast Point doesn't give a shit, though. <laughs> <laughs> Good for them. Yeah. They were bought out by that uh, company that owns well, was a partial stake in Corona and some other spirits and stuff. Mm-hmm. Remember we talked about that? They certainly sold for a billion. Yeah. I don't even know if we mentioned that on the show, but we talked about it. Yeah, we talked about it. Ballast point. point sold for one billion. Yeah, I don't even know if you could call those pe- those owners sellouts. <laughs> I mean, heck, that's a billion dollars. That's a billion dollars with a B. All right, so while we enjoy our last grill beer here and turn up the heat, hopefully, what are we doing next? I thought we could play a little game of craft or crap. Craft or crap. So yeah. what is craft or crap? So we played around to this before uh, a couple episodes ago, and that's where we're going to we're going to read reviews of beers to the other two members of the hosting team, and then uh, we'll try they'll try to guess whether or not we're talking about a craft beer or a crap beer. Okay. All right. So 50-50 chance. Right. And you, the listeners, can play along as well if you want. When we read the review, just pause the podcast. Have some beer with you. If you get it right, drink. If you get it wrong, drink. Either way, you're constantly drinking, and that's the important thing. <laughs> Reward yourself. If you get it wrong, have one drink. But if you get it right, have two drinks. Or if you're at work, keep track, and then do it when you get home. That too. All kinds of options here. So let's get Also in. do that if you're in your car. Keep track. <laughs> yes. If you're in your car, do not drink while you're in your car. <laughs> no, Please and thank no, you. no, no, no. <laughs> All right, let's get into this game. Who's, who wants to go first? Who wants to be the first... First one to read a review. Any takers? I'll Steve go. or Adam or I'll hell, I'll do it. I'll go first. Oh, okay. You can go first. Uh, Nerd B says okay. of this beer, swing and a miss. Tastes like Sprite. Tastes like Sprite. Sprite. Okay. Oh, that's it? That's it. Nerd B, swing and a miss. Tastes like Sprite. I believe it was Nerd B that was drinking a Zima <laughs> at a cookout. 
Oh man, I'm gonna go. I'm trying to think what would taste like a sprite. I mean, because sprites are. I'm thinking it's a it's, sugary lemon lime flavor. Yeah, I'm thinking it's gotta be like a really light IPA. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna be crap because I don't know what crap would taste like sprite. I mean, yeah, most crap beers don't taste like anything. But I'm I'm gonna go with a craft. I don't know if it's gonna be an IPA for me though. I'm gonna say, oh god, I don't know. Just I'll just say craft. That's it. That's all I, I can. Think I'm gonna of. go craft and it's an IPA. It is a craft. Uh, it is the New Belgium uh, Citradelic. The only reason I brought this up because I want to shit on that beer again. <laughs> I can see how that could taste like Sprite. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I hate that beer. Well, you hate that beer because you're genetically inferior. Yeah. Well, guess and what? Me and Nerd <laughs> B are cohorts in this. Uh, no, he said it tastes like Sprite, not yeah. soap. Yeah, well, guess what? We still hate it. <laughs> we can have different reasons. Now, I don't know if I've ever had that beer yet. I wasn't on the show last week to try it with you guys. I don't I don't think that I've tried that. I know I have one from Bo, but I haven't Great. had okay, it yet. Well, okay, so what we're talking about is have... You've had coriander before, though, right? Yeah, definitely. And I've had beer brewed with coriander. Okay. And, and I like it. Well, in general, coriander doesn't taste like soap to you. No. Okay, it so does not. Adam is genetically deficient. Can we in not fact- use that term? No, I think it's appropriate. <laughs> and that the genetically 14- deficient. Yeah, 14% of the world's population has a genetic marker that makes coriander taste like soap. And Adam has it. Did you just make that up? No. No, look it up. That's a real thing. Yeah. 4%. 14%. 14%. Yeah, and Adam has that genetic marker. So last week, while we were drinking the Citradelic Exotic Lime, he tasted soap, and I tasted a really good coriander beer. Wow. <laughs> so That's pretty me. interesting. Yeah. 50-50 split. Yeah. Even though the odds are in neither of your favors to have that. Yet here we are. But you right. have it. Yeah. yeah. You hear that, ladies? We have a genetically deficient host <laughs> on Hot Nation USA. So... Thanks. If you're cooking Thanks, with Sam. coriander and you have Adam over for dinner, he's going to think it tastes like soap. Be warned now. Don't cook coriander for Adam. <laughs> Please and thank you. Yeah. Or if you happen to have that same thing, you can commiserate in your... <laughs> <laughs> in this dog shit beer that New Belgium made. In your bad palate. Actually, no, I can't blame New Belgium Mm-mm. for this one. Yeah, if you're really genetically can. deficient, how could you blame the brewery? Can we not use the term <laughs> genetically deficient? No, no, I like it. <laughs> I don't like this at all. I don't like this. Everybody's ganging up on me. <laughs> All right, right. Sam, how about you go? Okay, gentlemen and all of those listening all over the world, I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. Is it crap or is it craft? This review from Devlin says, I often hear people talk of this beer and how superior it is to most other beers. Let's see how it holds up. Aroma is of an old gym locker, just like (laughs) a (laughs) gym. All right. Okay. Another whiff gives off a strong presence of a stale, cheap grain, some alcohol, has a pale gold hue with no head, and bad lacing. So do you think Devlin is talking about a craft beer or a crap beer? Hmm. Old Jim Locker. I'm going to say it's craft and it's an IPA. I'm going to say it's a crap beer, and I'm going to think it's from one of the three big macros. Okay, and Devlin is talking about a crap beer. Ah, Sorry, Adam. Steve, you got it right, but it's not from one of the three big macros. It's from somewhere equally as shitty. Corona? Uh, close, Tecate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was my next guess. Like, yeah, a lot of people talk about how Corona is so great, and it's like, <laughs> or Stellar Artois. Stellar Artois was going to be my... It's four. the world's oldest brewery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, Stella sucks. Takate sucks. Corona sucks. Right. I mean, they're all they're all abysmal. They're all I, I would agree. Takate tastes like an old gym locker because I remember I used to eat old gym lockers in high school, <laughs> and then I've had Takate when, of course, I turned twenty-one, and it tastes very similar. This explains a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very funny thing I find in these reviews is that a lot of people equate uh, tasting things that you actually wouldn't actually eat. <laughs> Like a gym locker. Like right. a gym locker. Yeah. Or like what we're about to hear in our next review. Let's hear it. All right. Jay Stees, he gives us the review. This beer tasted like someone dumped coconut tanning oil into it. <laughs> the coconut taste along with the carbonated water were really the only taste I could sense. The aftertaste reminded me of what my mouth feels like after I vomit. Not to be gross. <laughs> yeah, here we are. Yeah, two and a half stars out of five. Mm. How can you talk about vomiting in your mouth and then say, not to be gross? I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. gross. And Who then, vomits in their mouth and finds that pleasant? And also, two and a half out of five. Yeah. So, he, a, so like, vomiting in his mouth, is that's a two and a half five. That's a Tuesday for him. Yeah, that's a two and a half star thing for him. That's a, <laughs> it's, it's, it's average. It's, it's okay. It's all right. Whatever, there's a little vomit in the mouth. That's okay. Right. So uh, do you think this is a craft or a crap? Well, the coconut is... Is definitely sending me towards the craft side of things. Yeah, yeah, it's got it's, it's got hard. It's hard to mask that. Yeah, craft beers don't usually brew with coconut. So I'm gonna say it's craft. Ah, uh, now we gotta figure out what it could be. I mean, it could be like what? What's a, a coconut porter? Co I guess Kona has a toasted coconut beer. That yeah. Um, hmm. What is it called? The cocoa brown or something? Or is that their coffee one? No, the coconut one's their cocoa brown. I don't know. It's got to be. I, I, I don't drink a lot of coconut beers. I'm going to say the Cocoa Brown. Church Brew Works has a coconut. They do? Coconut stout that's really yeah. good. Yeah. Adam? I mean, I got to say it's some sort of coconut porter. I don't know which one. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure either, but it's we're, we're both going craft. Yeah. Okay. Well, Sam hit it right on the head. It's the Cocoa Brown. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. All right. Bonus points for me. I get an extra drink of this beer. <laughs> I thought that guy was a bit of a jerk. He <laughs> kind of was. <laughs> One, you don't drink coconut tanning oil. And two, you're okay with the taste of vomit. Right. Like, what a, yeah. <laughs> what a jag. You guys ready? Yeah, Adam. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this comes from Ted C. Okay. Ted C. Ted Cruz? Ted Cruz. Yeah. Could be. No, he's a murderer. Could be Ted Cruz. <laughs> isn't, he, isn't he, what, it, what, what murderer is he? The Zodiac Killer. The Zodiac Killer. Yeah. I don't think he actually is. Well, they don't. The Zodiac Killer is still on the loose, so you don't know. That's true. There Didn't is. proved that he wasn't either. So it's yeah, true. exactly. I, I no. So it's not Ted Cruz. Yep. I assume. You assume. Yeah, you assume. You I assume. have no idea. I assume. Yeah. I hope not. <laughs> let's, that... let's tweet Ted Cruz after this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want him associated with this show. <laughs> I'm gonna tweet Ted Cruz. No, we will not be getting into a Twitter beef. With Ted Cruz. Mm -hmm. I don't what's need What's Ted that. Cruz drinking? Anyway. I'm not going to tell you that. Well, what's his review, <laughs> I guess? Kind of... Yeah, what's Ted Cruz's review? What's he bitching about? Or praising? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe it took this long to finally have this beer. This is a beer for all occasions. This is my new favorite. Goose Island Festivity. <laughs> Craft just... or crap? It's crap beer. Yeah, just just the way that that post is, is written. It just screams crap beer. Now, what he's talking about, I'm probably going to go with Coors Banquet, because we were talking about it earlier on the show. I'm going to go with Lone Star. You're both wrong. Uh, it's Kraft. Uh, what? It's the Chubby Bunny. Oh, really? All right. I couldn't find a bad review on that beer. Well, That makes sense. I really <laughs> couldn't. Yeah, that makes sense. 
I, I wouldn't be surprised that you couldn't find a bay. It's interesting he said it can't believe it took him this long to try it. Mm-hmm. And that beer is not like, that's not a beer that's available yeah. everywhere. It's hard to yeah, find. That, yeah, that's what doesn't make, that's what threw me off. It's only been available this year. Yeah. and it's <laughs> So Ted C uh, likes his chubby bunny. That makes sense. We all like the chubby bunny. Oh, it was so good. Reviewed it on the show yeah. in our camping episode. Delicious. Who's got another one? Adam, Sam's got another one. I've got another one here. All right. Now, this comes from a Chris C. Okay. Mm. Chris Cocker. I was thinking Chris Christie. Could be that. That's <laughs> we're on the political I guess so. Reads. I guess. Close this beat. This comes from Nobody a Donald T. <laughs> Here's <Beer> sucks. <laughs> the worst. The worst. Worst beer. And I know beer. Ugh. <laughs> All right, this comes from a DeMarcus F. All right. I have to be honest, this beer is truly revolting. Not that any beer from this brewery is any good, but this one is remarkably bad. (laughs) All right, then. I dare you to pour this into a clear glass and try to identify the color of this beer. It is a fluorescent green reminiscent of a crossing guard sash. The smell of this beer is enough to clear a room, and the taste is almost exactly like it. Smells horrible. What? America should be ashamed. <laughs> I, I was about to say antifreeze, but, yeah, but, but from what I hear, antifreeze is actually pretty sweet to the taste. So. It is. Yeah. It is. Um, he gave this a 1.18 out of 5 stars. Mm. So, gentlemen, is this a craft or a crap beer? I, uh, it's tempting to go craft. Yeah, it really is tempting to go because crap. Because what, what crap beer would have any sort of neon green tinge to it? Or like really pungent aroma. Most most bargain barrel beer is, you know... It's scared of itself. Right, and it's not doesn't have much of a smell to them. I gotta go craft. Yeah, I gotta go craft. Any idea what it might be? Any guesses? I'm gonna take a wild swing, and just because he said green, I'm gonna say Turtle Power by Evil Genius. Well, in that case, I'll go Neon Gypsy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll go, you're both wrong. Okay. Oh, this is a crap beer. Oh. <laughs> and it comes to us, and you're going to, I know you both had it, so you're going to understand what DeMarcus is telling us here once yeah. I tell you what it is. But yeah. this is Pittsburgh's own American Light. <laughs> Okay, that is probably the worst beer. Like, yeah. See, I don't think I've ever actually looked at American Light because it came straight from the can and I was drunk. Well, have you That's ever had an American? I mean... Yeah. Yeah. No, I've have had you, the beer. Have you smelled it? Have yeah, you looked no, at he, it? He's, he's right in every other aspect. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I've never... Yeah, I've, I've never looked at it. I've never looked at it. I've never poured it into a clear glass. Because why would I? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Why would I waste my glassware? Right. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I've looked at it. I doubt it would be a fluorescent green. I, maybe. That looks like a crossing guard sash? It's like sludge. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> well, I guess that's a challenge for us. Maybe, maybe next show when we come up with our top five Pittsburgh breweries, we can also get some American light and dump it in a glass and review it. <laughs> or. Because they're a Pittsburgh brewery. Or. I mean, we're talking about Pittsburgh brewing here. Well, you, yeah. you can go ahead and buy it. I'm not going to waste my money on American light. <laughs> All five dollars. <laughs> yeah, seriously, you can buy a thirty rack for ten, nine bucks if you go to Beaver County. So what I'm hearing is we do that, get ourselves a three man water balloon launcher. Oh my god, back yeah. to Cantry. <laughs> All right, you got one more for us, Steve. Okay, so our last review is coming from Sanborn, user Sanborn, mm. and he says it's just too messy to enjoy. 
There's no cohesive story, and the scenes just crash together into each other without rhyme or flow. The best way to describe it, the experience, is uh, watching TV commercials for two and a half hours. What? Three out of ten. What? This almost sounds like you're describing a movie and not a beer. Because I am. <laughs> and that's the latest review for Transformers 5. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, there were no beer descriptors in there. It sounded no. exactly like he was describing a terrible film. Yep, just describing a terrible movie. <laughs> Two and a half hour long commercial. That's funny. Piece of shit movie. Alright, so audience, I don't know if you got that one right or not, but if you got it right, drink. If you got it wrong, drink. And whatever you do... Drink. Drink. While you watch the new Transformers movie... No. Because of the new Transformers. Because movie. of the new Transformers. That one didn't do too good in the box no. office. No, I'm, I'm alright. Was Mark Wahlberg involved in that one? Yes. Yep. I'm alright with that. Yeah, I, I think people have finally gotten over Transformers, and I think Michael Bay tried to kill the film because he doesn't want to make any more. <laughs> Duh. Yeah, that's a possibility. <laughs> Just tired of it. I mean, the story's been told. It was good for two movies, even though the second one was garbage. It wasn't even good for two movies. <laughs> I'll give it one. I'll give them the sequel. I'll give them the sequel for getting more money. I'll give them that. Sure. For for the quest for more money, fine. Yeah. <laughs> Not five. All right, let's get back to the Heat Series Experimental Pepper IPA from Flying Dog. Guys, now that we had a chance to enjoy this beer, well, we played a lovely round of Craft or Crap. What mm -hmm. do you think? Crap. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> no! It is craft! Uh, you might think um, it's crap, but it is craft. I don't I don't know. I don't... I, I don't like this one as much as the Strawberry Goza. I think, um... That was Cherry Bomb Goza, man. Get it right. It, whatever. Yeah, I don't... I, yeah, I don't like it as much. It's... It, I don't get enough IPA flavor out of it, I guess. There's not enough hop flavor coming mm. through, and there's not enough like tropical notes that I'm tasting. Like you, you smell a lot more tropical notes on the mm. nose than you get actual taste wise, and the heat kind of covers it up too much. It just I don't know. I didn't care for it as much as the uh, other ones that we had. Yeah, you know I'd have to kind of agree with that. Um, I do like the spiciness. I like the aftertaste. I like that it lingers in my mouth. But, like you said, I mean, it smelled so tropical, mm -hmm. but it's just, excuse me, masked by the heat. And I wanted I wanted that balance. And Flying Dog, not to get off topic, but Flying Dog does one. The mango, wait, was it the mango habanero, or is it pineapple habanero? What's the fever dream? The fever dream's pineapple habanero, right? Uh, I can't tell you right off the hand. Yeah, it's pineapple habanero, I think. Yeah, that... Like those usually, either mango or pineapple, those flavors usually work really well with habanero. And I love that beer because it is a great balance between the two. This one is not getting it for me. I, I, I enjoy it, but I don't know. I'm looking for hops, I'm looking for tropical notes, I'm yeah. looking for heat, and I'm just, I'm not getting it all. But so it's not bad. So, one thing I'll say real quick um, the habanero pepper in itself has a tropical taste to it, like it has a flavor to the pepper. And that's why it works so well with tropical fruits being married with it. But they didn't say this was a habanero. We no, don't no, know they what didn't. It is. No, no. But that's what I'm getting at is we don't really know what pepper this was. Experimental. That's all we know. Right. And when you get into those super, super hot peppers, they tend to not have a flavor of their own other than burning. Correct. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that is true. 
They so can, maybe that's why we're not getting any like that's why it feels unbalanced and mm-hmm. there's not much to it. Like they're trying to add tropical flavors to it, but the the pepper itself just has no flavor that's worth discerning. Yeah. Right. Adam, what about you? I'm gonna have to kinda put this on the same level as the Duke Law Q. Mm-hmm. It was neat for one, I'm not gonna drink another one. It kinda comes back to being a one trick pony. The IPA ness is not there. I appreciate that. <laughs> the pepper taste definitely masks any of that, but unfortunately it kind of masks other flavors. So it's just kind of just kind of a, a heat beer. It's just a pepper, but it'll get you drunk and it leaves a little bit of that taste in your mouth. Right. That's about it. It's it's okay. But I would not seek it out whatsoever. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, let's jump to the podium then. Let's get to that podium. Who's up? I, I'll go. I Adam looks concerned, and <laughs> Sam, may, Sam may be still mulling things over. It's hard for him to go against IPAs and peppers. So, <laughs> but I'll say uh, for me in third place at bronze, I'm going to put that uh, Blonde Ale. I think it was pretty just average beer, you know, average drinking beer. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with it, and I didn't dislike it at all. It's just not something I'd run out and grab. But if I had a cooler next to me at the grill. Yeah, I'd pop a couple of those open and have them. Right on. Uh, silver, I'm going to put this experimental IPA. I Even though I didn't care for the way it came about, it still is more flavorful than that blonde. It still has a little more to offer, but not much. But I think it, it it's better for pairing with food than just day drinking all day. And I'd probably pair it with, you know, chicken or, you know, like a piece of fish or something like that. And I think it would go pretty well. Yeah, it, it's it's all right, but I don't know. Not my favorite from the Heat series by a long shot. And at gold, I'm going to put the Dew Clock Hue. I really like that beer. It has such a pungent nose, as Sam has said, but I, I like it in the good way of pungentness. It just smells like salted pork products. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did it ever. And uh, you know, when you taste it, it has that taste of salted pork products. I think it would go really well. Uh, maybe not everybody can drink just a six-pack, but I think it would go really well if you're eating at that time. Gotcha. And I think, you know, it goes really well with American, just classic American foods. Mm. Ribs, pork, hot dogs, whatever. Meat. Yeah. Meat. Sam, what, uh, have you uh, come to any conclusions? What's your first, your second I have. First Let's hear I it. have. Let's hear it. Now, I, what's interesting about these beers here, and I'm just going to preface my ranking by saying that if I was going out to grill right now and grill a nice kabasi, I would be bringing none of these beers with me. <laughs> because honestly, I didn't think any of them were good enough. Give me, give me a really hoppy, good IPA, the Brew Free or Die from you know 21st Amendment. I'll take that out there with me. Um, I just, I didn't love any of these beers. So that being said, uh, my rankings, the bronze today is gonna be the Q from Dewclaw. After a couple sips, I was done with that beer. Didn't like it. Every sip tasted like I should be chewing it, and I just—that's—that's that's not the beer for me. I, I like the spice. I—I'll—I'll I'll give it. I'll, the one thing I'll give it is it achieved what it was going for, <laughs> but it wasn't for me, and I could barely get through my taster today. So that one's going in third. In second is the blonde from Erie. Uh, that blonde wasn't bad, but blondes really aren't my style. Uh, don't tell my wife that. Uh, she would not appreciate that. No, I'm, stopping. I'm just kidding. Women, yes. Beers, no. 
Uh, but yeah, it was it was drinkable. Like Steve said, if someone gives that to me while I'm standing by the grill, or really at any occasion, um, I'll drink it. Not going to go out and buy it, but it's good enough to drink. Uh, which puts the gold with the Heat Series, the Experimental Pepper IPA from Flying Dog. Actually, I didn't love this beer. It was probably one of my least favorites that I've had from the Heat Series, and I've had most of the beers that they've put out in, in this series of beer. I just didn't have the IPA flavor I was looking for. It had some heat, but it wasn't as hot as a Habanero Sculpin, which is a beer that I really enjoy. And I just didn't get any sweetness from the peppers. You got it on the nose, but you didn't get it on the tongue. So although it's getting the gold for me today, I don't think I would really want any more of these beers while I'm grilling. It's, you know, good to try, but we're going to move on. That's why we compare them within the show and not against everything else in the world. Correct. <laughs> exactly. Correct. <laughs> All right, Adam, you're up. So it seems to me that all three of us have different opinions on these beers uh, and how we're going to approach them. I'm going to approach it similar to the way Sam did, though, in that if I was grilling right now, what would I grab? If this was the middle of, say, say we were having a Labor Day cookout. Why would we be having a Labor Day cookout in July? Labor Day is not till September. It's just the closest cookout you can think <laughs> yeah. of. Yeah, we're already past the 4th of July. We're past the 4th. We're past Memorial Day. He had to go to the next one, right. which is Labor Day. And, and you're not... You can't just you, have a weekend grill out tailgate. <laughs> you're not, you're not going to be grilling for Christmas in July. Everybody knows that. If we're, if we're down at a Pirates game. Yeah. Let's just go real quick. Okay. If we're down at a Pirates game, which of these three do you want? Okay, so... The, the bronze would actually go to the Flying Dog, the Experimental Pepper IPA from the Heat Series. If I am outside, I am not drinking this beer whatsoever. Mm. I get what it's doing, and I appreciate what it's doing, but if I am outside, if I am near the grill, if I am near any sort of heat source, this is not the heat source I want to deal with. The Experimental Pepper IPA is not what I want to be looking for. You don't want to sweat on the inside and out? I do not. <laughs> I do not. So... For as not bad of a beer as it is, and it is kind of a one-trick pony, that's going to be my bronze. Hmm. Silver is going to go to the Dew Claw Q. I've discussed this earlier. It's kind of a it, it's a one one shot beer. You're going to have that one beer, and you're going to move on. If I'm outside, I appreciate what it's doing. I'm not looking for it. I'm not going to be grabbing it out of the cooler specifically. Get away from that. That's mine. Move it along. It's okay. I'm not going to grab a six pack and drink that next to the grill all day. So with that, that comes down to the Erie Brewing Company Bayfront Blonde. I like that beer. Uh, as Sam said, it had some, some sweet tones to it, and I like that beer as a good outdoor beer. If I'm out grilling, that's what I want to have beside me. If, if we're using the tailgate um, scenario, that's also the beer I want to be drinking. If well, I, I mean, you can grill at tailgates. That, that's why I was getting yes, it. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yes, you can. But if I am outside grilling... That's the beer of the three that I'm going to be grabbing time and time again. Yes, I understand it is a very simple beer. It's a Blondale. You're not going to be getting that highfalutin with it unless you add adjuncts if you're adding fruit flavors or things like that. And then I think that's one of the other things that I kind of enjoyed was it was simply a clean, simple beer. No muss, no fuss, beer. That's it. And I can appreciate that on a hot day if I'm next to the grill. So for me, that's... What goes in the gold position is the Erie Brewing Company Bayfront Blonde. Okay, dokie. So there you go. None oh, of us agree right. with any about it. Anybody. No. <laughs> and that's no. the great thing about beer. We don't have to. <laughs> and hopefully nobody agrees with us either. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
I will pose a question to the audience out there listening. If you have a beer that you want to recommend that we try during grilling that's better than the three we've had on this show, shoot us an email and let us know. And with that, Steve, why don't you tell everybody all of our social media bugs and email addresses, any way that they can get in touch with us. Well, if you want to shoot us that email and tell us your favorite grilling beer, you can email us at hopnationusa at gmail.com. If you want to find us on social media, you can search hopnationusa, and that'll get you Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you want to hear new episodes every Friday, you just have to go on to SoundCloud or iTunes and search Hop Nation USA. If you're on iTunes, leave us a five-star review, and that helps grow the show. That's all I got for that. Well, boys, Nuev 18 is in the bag. Nuev 18. I prefer to put it in the books. All right, you can put it in your book. <laughs> Maybe we'll just break it in half. Half go in the books, half go in the bag. It's supposed to be Noventa, isn't it? That's, that's the real word, Noventa, right? I don't know. Uh, I took German. That sounds right. <laughs> but I like saying Nuev 18. <laughs> I know. I just want to get the real one out there, so it, it's like in my head bothering me. I need to say the real one. <laughs> All right. You get nothing in like it. <laughs> well, listeners, that leaves it up to you to go and find out who's right. Is Steve right? Is Sam right? Is Adam right? Is none of us right? Or who cares? It's the weekend, so go drink some beer, and we'll see you right back here next week for some more fun with episode 20. And in the meantime, I'm going to go take a look at what that is in Spanish so I can be right next week. It's Diez Nueve. Diez Nueve.